<laughs> yes. First time. First time, brother. I'm talking about zero. You're getting better at this. I'm telling you, man. You could, you could host a show one day. I swear you could. Oh, you stop. Stop. You got to keep stop. working hard, big boy. Don't even put that. Don't even put that in my brain. All right. So good morning to you, sir. One thing I had a request since this is now a podcast and I want to remind everybody that you can see this. If you can't join us live, that's okay. You can see it on the Jam Baseball YouTube channel uh, within about two hours after we're done. Our man, Robbie Scirocco, does a great job editing it. It is also audio only form. So one thing they want us to do is because we have this whole hat stick going, they want us to describe what hat we're wearing. So let everybody know that is not joining us visually what you're wearing today. I just got a, a John Boy Media merch drop yesterday. So nice. this is one of the new ones I got talking baseball. I have like no, I have nothing with like our logos on it. So mm. finally figure that out. I like it. Dad hat, khaki, great summer hat right here. Yeah, it looks good. It looks good. Uh, by the way, all the stuff is available at johnboymedia.com. If you want to get in, get Pops a Father's Day gift, get something for yourself and splurge, go for it. All the stuff is, is really great and it's comfortable. They got great soft t-shirts too. Mm. There's a rose rotation one. Uh, I'm wearing my Phillies lid in part because of our first topic today. I don't know if you were watching live the Phillies-Braves game. Braves led it one nothing, going into the bottom of the ninth, man on for Luke Williams, their rookie who just got called up this week. What was the best part of his homer? the walk-off shot? Was it that it was his first homer and a walk-off job? Was it the celebration where he got dumped with water and then Gatorade? Was it his post-game interview where he got teary? Or was it that he got to hang out with his family afterward on the field and give hugs? Yeah, I think it's the family. You know, like, from experience, you know, when you get called up, it's a special day not just for you, it's for everyone in your family. Because mm -hmm. I'm getting a taste of it now, and you've, you've had a taste of it. Baseball growing up is a lot of work for parents, okay, and putting you in a position, taking you to practices, you know, going to all the games, sacrificing tons of weekends and trips for you to play ball. Um, it's a lot. So I think that it means so much when you can do something like that in front of your family, especially in Philadelphia. They needed it. They need wins there. Yep. Uh, but I, I just love everything about it. Luke Williams, a guy who he's California dude hasn't really done much in the minor leagues and then this year kind of figured something out 904 ops and triple a goes on helps team usa yep advance so boom confidence in triple a confidence with team usa gets the call hitting his first at bat confidence comes up late in the big game homer wins the game i mean this guy his confidence has to be out the roof right now and that's the stuff that you need to establish yourself and feel comfortable in the big leagues I love stories like this, Chris, so I'm very happy for Luke. I think it was awesome. It was so cool. And I don't know if you heard the interview afterward. The, the broadcaster started talking about his family. Mm -hmm. Like, you're, you're going to make me cry. And I was like, <laughs> no way, yeah. And so it's I had, had texted a couple of guys. I texted Archie Bradley. He said, the guy is awesome. I texted Todd Frazier, who was a teammate of his at Team USA. And Frazier's going to go on and play for Team USA over in Japan. And he was like, because he didn't know what had happened. I said, did you see what happened with your boy, Luke Williams? He was like, no, what happened? I saw he doubled earlier. I said, he hit a walk-off homer. He's like, no fucking way. He's like, that is awesome. The kid is great. So it, you hear stories like that from ballplayers, it makes you love the moment even more. Absolutely. Who else did you call? You got, like, Obama's number or something? Like you just well, I, saved, names, I, saved that for, I saved that for guys who have been in the show more than three days. Okay. okay. I will pull that card out if I have to. <laughs> Don't worry. All right, let's move on. Our biggest topic yesterday was Garrett Cole 
We were all curious to see how he would handle his, um, his situation last night on the mound. He passed with flying colors. I was close on his, on his line, went six innings, gave up two runs, two solo shots. Yankees ran away with it against the Twins, and he dominated Josh Donaldson. Were you surprised that Cole was as sharp as he was? Um, you know, kind maybe, maybe, but we should have seen this coming. That guy had like he. It was him against the world last night. He had everything to prove. He was fired up from the get go. Mm -hmm. And this is what we talked about yesterday. It's good when Garrett Cole is good dominating the three hundred million dollar man. Like if he can go out and continue to pitch this way, and you know, not use what he's been using, the game is better for it. That I don't think anybody's will be mad if Garrett Cole goes out there and continues to be Garrett Cole and now is, I mean, allegedly not using stuff. So we're happy for him. It looked really good last night. The RPMs were, you know, still down from his season high, but nothing drastic. Um, everything looked sharp. You know, I thought the Donaldson um, matchup was a little inflated because the media members were calling for him to get But it hit. was fun. It was fun. It was fun, but I don't think that was ever going to happen because if Cole goes and hits Donaldson, no, it's no, such it, a bad look for him. It's such a bad that look. That was a Michael him. K thing, and I love Michael. It blew up. I thought, I, I thought he was way off base with that. I don't think that we solve situations by throwing 98 no, in the ribs. I we just do don't. not. I, I think that's stupid. If you want to – like, that's not taking care of it because there is no hitter equivalent to that. If somebody accuses exactly. hitters of cheating, right, of doing steroids or something like what's a what's a hitter supposed to do? Throw his bat at the pitcher? Like, that – that doesn't work. Hey, you're preaching to the choir right here, Chris. I've been calling for people to stop hitting batters for nonsense. Me for too. Oh. Me too. Um, one other thing about Cole, and somebody um, made a point of it in the chat, that it was his highest average fastball velocity of his career in a game at top 98. So, listen, people are allowed to think whatever they want. You know, until we have discernible proof that something has gone on here – we're just going to be floating in this abyss and guessing, well, that guy does this and this guy does that. And once again, it all starts with Major League Baseball taking a stand at some point over the next week or two. Like, let's get out ahead of this so that these players don't have to wear it constantly so that we're all marching in one line. But I don't think that's going to happen. With all that being said, yeah. check mark to Garrett Cole. I thought he did a great job. He did give a little tip of the cap a couple times when he got Donald. I like that. I liked it. He looked good. There's a lot of extra juice flowing, man. Those yeah. fastballs would have some zip on him. Yeah. All right, so we got the Giants today taking on the Washington Nationals. Interesting pitching matchup. It's Desclafani against Scherzer. One, both, or neither gets traded before July 31st. Well, why would Desclafani get traded? I know that you still have that in your mind. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I'm not, I will die up. on that hill. I will Dude, die on that hill. You are, and you're going to die. And I'm going to have to host this show all by myself. <laughs> They're in first place by two games over the Padres. Uh, he's been great. He had one blow-up start two starts ago, 10 or yep. something ridiculous like that. How did he stay in the game that long, Gabe? What are you doing? Um, so I don't think he's going anywhere. Why would he go anywhere? Scherzer is interesting, though. The Nationals are saying they're not trading anybody, or trading him in particular. But – there's some teams that need pitching. I, I'm assuming he's got a no-trade clause, probably a five-teamer. Uh, so you'd have to waive that. Again, that's just me assuming it. But the interesting story that I've been kind of reading, some rumors going around, there's two teams that I think would be awesome. Go back, play for the Cardinals, his hometown team. They need some pitching yeah. right now. 
and then the Blue Jays would be awesome. That would make that oh. AL East race incredible. Ooh. So I'm actually, I'm actually kind of rooting for Scherzer to get traded because I want to see him in some high leverage baseball come September and October. So, um, not to self promote, but I will for just a second. We had Scherzer on the Chris Rose rotation a couple turns ago with Lucas Giolito, and asked him because he has to waive his no trade in order to get dealt. And I asked him whether or not he's thought about that. You know, they just, they just had their third child, the Scherzers. So he gave a really interesting response about it. Um, you can go back and watch, watch the clip. It's, it's marked there in the rundown if you just want to see that portion of it. Uh, if I had to guess, I'm going with Dave Sclafani gets traded. I, okay. Boy, I'm the most stubborn mule You ever. are. I just am. I'm not, I, I am. It's just terrible. You know what? I hope the Giants make the playoffs just so that everybody can laugh. I, me- I messed up, too. The Dodgers are in second place. Yeah, the Dodgers are, yeah. Two and a half for the Padres, two for the Dodgers. Yes. Yeah, but they, those things flip but seemingly on, like, every four or five days basis. All right. Did you see what Pete Alonso said yesterday? This was, this was weird. People were asking him about pitchers loading up the baseball, and he took it a totally different direction. I mean, in 2019, there's um, there's a huge class of free agent pitchers, uh, and then that's, quote-unquote, the juice balls. And then now that we're back to playing a regular season with uh, a ton of shortstops or position players uh, that are going to be – that are owed – going to be paid a lot of money, like high-caliber high players – um, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's not a it's not a coincidence. I mean, it definitely is something that they do. Is Pete joining us from a different planet, or is he <laughs> is he onto something? I, you know, would you put it past them? They literally went and bought Rawlings or whatever they did. They own and they can ma- manipulate the ball however they want now. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I don't think that's necessarily a good thing. You know. He talked about how all the other sports, the ball is very important. It doesn't change. It, it stays the same. We had crazy talk about, you know, even just deflating the footballs a little bit not too long ago with right. Tom Brady and everything. So the ball is very important. We know that. I wouldn't put, put it past MLB to do something like this. I really now, wouldn't, dude. I really wouldn't. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you why. Okay, I'll tell you why. Do. They look for any reason to su- suppress player salaries. They do. And they, there's a lot of things they can do. Service time manipulation, mm-hmm. um, stuff like this with the balls. Um, they can, they've developed analytical numbers that they can cherry pick numbers however they want now and say, this is why you're not worth this. They've changed right. the, you know, you're in your prime from 24 to 28. Now it's you're in your prime from 20 to 26. Well, that makes sense because we don't pay you anything when you're in your prime. So there's a lot of things that they do. So I would not put it past them. But one thing is true. MLB needs to have, a ball that stays the same consistently year over year over year. That. They have to do that. It just – it feels like that is really diving deep. Um, it's a billion-dollar billion dollar industry. Think about all the other billion-dollar industries that go shady, go rogue. But It's a $10 billion a year industry. Yeah. Let's go there, first of all. Yeah. I just feel like to change the ball depending on how good the upcoming free agent class is is a little bit of a stretch. I, I understand, you know, that it's ridiculous that we keep changing the ball. And you hear it all the time from pitchers. They're like, this year it feels this way. This year feels that way. And it, I, But, I, man, it, to me it's just a long jump to go from, yeah, they're screwing up the baseball to, well, they're manipulating it depending on 
what positions up in free agency. It's just the results the same, whether it's a conspiracy or not. It is true. Well, it's true that they're changing the ball. We can't say that it is fact that they're changing it because of this. We don't have that. The fact that they're like even attempted to change the ball to alter the game performance is dumb. I'm with you. That doesn't make sense. And the people don't even freaking bat an eye at that. And you're right. And you and I are, are, we're on the same page on that. I'm just saying if we were in a court of law and had to try and try this case, I don't think we're, I don't think Pete Alonso's winning the case. That's all I'm saying. I thought it was interesting and it was thought provoking. So polar bear, keep doing your thing, man. I, I think, you know, let's, I, I love might, it when we I might open up a lo- I might open up a lawsuit saying, "Look, you guys held that against me." You got it. No problem. No problem. If you want to empty your piggy bank, you go for it, bro. <laughs> I'll support you and I'll keep sending you fresh John Boy Media stuff. I like that. Um, last one. Did you see the foul ball yesterday in San Diego where the mom is holding the toddler and looks like I'm guessing 4 months max is the kid turns around and on the ricochet grabs the foul ball. Do we applaud her for her athleticism or do we criticize her for poor parenting and not protecting her kid with both arms? Chris, you do not criticize a new mom with a baby. You don't tell her how to do her job whatsoever. Haven't you learned that? Haven't you learned that? You just think mama bear can do whatever she wants. And I'm just going to say, good job. You can do those. They're scary. Okay. Here's where I can't believe this. So if your if your wife was at a game with one of your kids and turned around and one of the kids is dangling there and snags the ball with the other hand, you wouldn't be like, why wouldn't you protect our kid a little bit more instead of going for the ball? Let me tell you this: she did protect her kid. She caught the ball. That ball was coming for the kid's dome, and she's like, I got it. Boom, snatched it up. I applaud her. There's no criticizing for all the moms out there listening. I know we got a lot of them. Yes. I applaud all of you for what you do. I'll never criticize you. Okay, this and this is not a gender thing. I've seen this with dads over the years who are dangling their kid, right? That's different. You can criticize dads. It's different. Huh? It's different. You can criticize dads. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, no. Somebody just put in the chat, but we praise dads <laughs> who do it. No, no, no. I was just getting to that point. For years, I've been on the same point. It's a parent thing. It's not a mom thing. It's not a dad thing. It's a parent thing. Like, I always used to watch like a hawk before they put up the nets. With my kids, I was like, you pay attention to every pitch. And I'm going to – I used to sit in between my kids so that I could go to my right or go to my left. Now, if you've seen me play baseball before, you know I suck. But I would, at the very least, get in front of a baseball for my kid. Oh, yeah. So, okay. I don't know. I don't know. I, I do know this. There's nothing stronger than the grip of a mom on her child. Like, she's not dropping that baby, no matter no, but, what. But the kid was a little floppy. Yeah, she had him. She had little him, floppy. Okay, let's move on. I'm happy she caught the ball. I'm happy the kid's okay. It's going to be an uh, indelible image for them to share for forever. Yeah. I, I saw uh, in a minor league game, or maybe a spring training game, um, a bat fly into the stands, and a dad did exactly what you talked about, went in front of his little daughter and just yep. stopped it. He got absolutely smoked with the bat in the face, bleeding everywhere, Huge eruption from the crowd when he got up and walked away. Like he sa- like he saved his daughter. Yep. That's what you do, man. Yeah. By the way, no truth to the rumor that the baby was spider tacked to the mom's <laughs> arm yesterday in San Diego. But we are having that checked out. Yeah, we do. Um, have to check on the baby RPMs. Spin <laughs> rate on that. Uh, what do you have working on John Boy Media today? 
I got a sequence episode coming out talking about Otani, some swing, some stuff he did in the off season uh, to find his balance, and and um, he hit, he hits a, a pitch off the Royals pitcher that's was incredible to watch. So I did that, uh, and then tomorrow we'll do our series recap, uh, and that's it. I'm on my way to Minnesota on Saturday. What do you got? Love it, love it. Uh, there is a new episode of the Rose Rotation out. Uh, it is with Lucas Giolito, the White Sox, who battled through a cold to get through the entire episode. That's how tough we are. At the oh, tough. Station. So tough. And we were joined by uh, James McCann, the guy who caught his no-hitter. So we, we go through that sequence a little bit to steal your term. But he also talked about DeGrom. There's a great clip that's already out, a little teaser clip of the Rose Rotation. Listen to James McCann talk about Jacob DeGrom and what makes him different than any other Cy Young Award winner he's caught because he's caught a, a few of them. Uh, and then we cover a bunch of stuff. An amazing story about how James McCann, 10 days into his career, was asked for hitting help by none other than Miguel Cabrera. <laughs> it is an unreal story where I was like, what? I, I almost had to do a double take with what I was hearing. So McCann, really methodical, very interesting dude. He also caught a beardless Dallas Keuchel while at the University of Arkansas. Man. So we talk about that sort of stuff. It's, I love it's that. really a good fun episode so give give it a listen a listen we appreciate I love it. it i love it all right dude uh have a great day we're back at it friday right you're here tomorrow yep. i'll be here tomorrow for sure awesome everybody have a wonderful baseball thursday we'll see you soon see you guys